Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday when Jesus was inside the house of Jairus and he spoke to the little girl, the damsel, and touched her hand and said for her to arise. And she did. And according to Mark 5.42, And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve, and they were astonished with great astonishment. Remember, Jesus just touched her and he simply spoke the word. Damsel, I say, I say unto thee, arise. That 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 is absolutely so amazing. In verse forty three, and he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. And you'll find in the majority of the time that somebody was raised from the dead, there was always this question of giving them something to eat. The bodily system had been shut down, and naturally it needs to uh, begin to metabolize again. So uh, that happens when you start giving somebody food. The next uh, individual we're going to study is in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. Once again, the power of words, the power behind them through faith and through the power of the Holy Spirit. It says, Elijah the Tishbite, who was, an inha- who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand. That is the position which Elijah held. You have to understand, this is not just uh, flipping a switch and just being able to say anything that you want. But there is a relationship, correlation that exists between what is said and comes to pass and how the individual's life is in that relationship. Remember, Abide in me, and if my words abide in you. Well, right here we see that it says that Elijah stood. That means he was the one that was preventing, or literally, his prayers saving Israel from God's judgment and destruction. He was standing before the Lord. That was his posture, his position. One of standing. Of course, we can also understand that as uh, the life of an intercessor. We learned that from the book of Genesis in chapter 18 of Abraham. That, you know, he stood between the Lord and Sodom and Gomorrah and the judgment that was going to be passed on them. So it says, That liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain, Two things that are specified, these years, three and a half years, but according to my word. Once again, we're not just pulling scriptures out and trying to make a a point. This is what the scriptures are actually saying. Jesus said, I say unto you, whatsoever you say, if you believe and not doubt in your heart, See, these are things that were not only taught by Jesus, but even in the Old Testament, we have individuals that walked in the power of the Spirit of God, in the anointing of God, 
And the authority that was vested to them was of such a nature that it was according to their word. It was the same Elijah that said, let fire come down from uh, heaven if I am a man of God. And it did once, it did twice. And the third time, of course, the individuals were spared. Now, Jesus goes on to teach us in Matthew chapter 15, verse 16, the depth of understanding the heart, the words, and their effectiveness or what actually happens or will not happen. It says in verse 16, Jesus said, Are you also yet without understanding? Remember, they had been eating grain without washing their hands, and the Pharisees, uh, they got all bent out of shape about it because they were doing it not only on the Sabbath, but they weren't washing their hands. And I mean, it just it was always a constant battle with them. But Jesus said, you know, basically they they serve me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They weren't serving God with their heart. They were just serving him of what we normally just call lip service. Just simply uh, just blabbing it out, but yet no no sustenance, no life, no nothing behind it. It says in verse number 18 that Jesus said, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. Of course, the opposite is true. If those things that proceed out of the heart are in righteousness, are in holiness, are in godliness, then they're going to have the opposite effect. Instead of defiling the man, they're going to make the man whole. It says in verse number 19 of Matthew 15, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. And this we've learned from Genesis in chapter 6, basically verse 4, 5 and onward, where man's thoughts and the imagination of his heart was continually evil. It tended towards nothing but self-destruction and violence. Well, Jesus identifies the society of his day, the society of past times gone, and the society of today, the heart issue. The human heart, not just the one that pumps blood, but the human heart, the one that's supposed to have communion, contact, and fellowship with God. It says, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These things are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. Now, we also have to consider, there are things that proceed out of the heart of man, and there are things that proceed out of the flesh. The flesh itself has already been trained by sin. It has been hardened by a life separated from God. And it will have a tendency of trying to fulfill and do the things that it desires to do. Therefore, we have this constant battle. 
in that it says in Galatians 5.16 and 17 onward, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These two are contrary to one another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. The things that you want to do, the flesh fights you. But that's why we have to submit ourselves in obedience to the Spirit of God and walk in the Spirit. So he goes on to say in verse 18, But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. In other words, you can see them vividly, which are these, adultery, fornications, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and of such the like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in past times, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, we have what's proceeding out of the heart. We have what proceeds out of the flesh. But then the Bible also talks about a lying spirit. It talks about the spirit of witchcraft. It talks about different types of spirits that can also influence the flesh, can also influence the heart, especially that of an unbeliever. But in the life of a believer, if we're walking in the Spirit, then we don't succumb to the yearnings and the desires of the flesh, but literally they are put to death. They are brought under subjection. According to the Word of God, if we were to continue reading, it says in Galatians 5, 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ, in other words, those that belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, Jesus identified that out of the heart of man, it can become full enough of these other things. Those are the things that are going to defile. Those are the things that are going to bring destruction and judgment upon an individual. Of course, the book of Mark also goes on to teach us, and it identifies the exact same teaching of Jesus. But in the book of Mark, we can actually read uh, and look at a couple of things that are actually there. It says, starting with verse 14, And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you. And understand. And this is for us today. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. Now, when we're talking about defilement, we're not talking about just a natural contamination, but we're talking about something spiritual also that defiles. But the things that come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. So once again, Jesus identifies, let your heart listen 
Hearken with it so that you can be able to comprehend that it's not what you eat or what you drink that is going to defile you spiritually. Now, it may hurt the body. You don't want to eat a whole bunch of cholesterol and you don't want to take any type of uh, uh, drugs of any sort that would actually influence the body to cause it hurt or pain. But we're talking about what Jesus was saying here. Things that defile a man, defile in the sense of sin. Sin is a defilement in the life of a human being. And until the blood of Jesus cleanses and washes, there is an issue. If we continue reading in Mark, which is the same thing that Jesus taught in Matthew, but there's always either something added or something that is uh, uh, needful. And the comparison helps us out. And he said unto them, Are ye also without understanding? Do you not perceive that whatsoever things from without enter into a man, it cannot defile him? Because it entereth not into his heart, but into his belly, and goeth out into the drought, purging all meats. See, so what you eat and what you drink doesn't go into the heart. But words that we hear, and language that we speak not only comes out of the heart, but also goes into the heart. That's why Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, onward says about guard your heart above all things guarded because out of it flow the issues of life. It says in verse number 20, then said, then he said, that which cometh out of a man, that defileth the man. For from without, from within, out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Notice what it is. The things that are in the heart are going to come out in the form of words. The flesh is going to manifest them as the works of the flesh. But they're coming out of the heart and having an exterior pressure of the devil uh, influence or, or temptation or, or trying to uh, get us to go in that direction. Then we wind up what James says, that when temptation comes, it says that an individual is drawn of his own lust. And of course, when it has accomplished and finished its course, it's going to conceive sin. And sin, when it is accomplished and finished, it brings forth death. All of these are tied together. What's within the heart and the abundance of it, the mouth is going to speak it. If your heart is filled with the word of God, in overabundance, it'll overflow. And that's what's going to come out. Until we meet again on Wednesday, the Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our redemption is almost here. The Lord richly bless you. Amen.